1: Our next episode starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. I'm Angela Fazio. And I'm Kristen Cantrell. And today we're going to be
0: speaking with Vanessa Rourke.
1: I'm so excited. This woman is extremely interesting. She's an investor. You're going to get to hear her story about how uh, real estate, the career gave her the flexibility to stay with her kids. And we're going to hear about her being a strong black woman in Arizona and how she <laughs> feels about that. And I'm just so excited. Number one, you're here in person, which is fantastic. We don't, don't always get that pleasure. But And number two, you have a super interesting story. So our audience is going to love you. So give us just a little bit of background about yourself.
2: Wow. Well, thank you for that introduction. How amazing to be introduced by such powerful women. Um, I guess I'll start with saying that I'm just someone who always did what they wanted. Um, nice. I would that's say <laughs> that's awesome. I've, I've never really been into subscribing to what other people want me to do. Nice. Or, I mean, my mom would tell me the story when I was like three years old she put on this plaid dress and for me plaid was just not a girl dress color and (laughs) I told her I was not wearing it she said you're wearing it I took it off I looked her dead in the eye and I peed right on it Um,
1: (laughs) so that it was no no longer an option Um, (laughs) way to start the podcast podcast off awesome
2: (laughs) but um yeah I'm just a mom of three and I relocated to Arizona we moved here for medical free So that I could home birth legally. And then I got into real estate after that. Um, And yeah. Wait a minute. Where were you from Chicago? So I was in Cincinnati before we came here. My husband was a football coach for a while. And so we literally just traveled all over. He's one to pursue his dreams as well. And so we kind of just. Did what we wanted and And couldn't have babies and kept it rolling. Yeah, they wouldn't
0: let her have a home
2: birth.
1: (laughs) That's ridiculous. Okay, now I can see why you're so passionate about that topic.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that was a
1: thing, that you Mm -hmm. could go somewhere and they wouldn't let you have a home birth.
2: So I had previously had a C-section. And so when you have a C-section, they kind of put this big stamp on your file that says you cannot have a vaginal baby. Um, And so I had to fight really hard to have a VBAC in a hospital and that was like a lot of oppositions between doctors because yes, they can do it, but do they want to? No, because of the liability. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you've had a C-section previously, a home birth is out of the question in the state of Georgia where we owned our homes and where our home base was mm-hmm. um, because you can only do it unassisted. I wanted to do it with a midwife and with professionals there. But if I did that, I would have had to drive to Tennessee. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> um, did in order not to know do that. that.
2: And so then we just decided we were looking at like the laws and like just the way of life. Um, and I wanted freedom um, with choices for my family. And Arizona was really attractive to me because I could legally home birth here. And also the school choice. I think a lot of people, I grew up in the Midwest mm-hmm. and I've lived all over the country. But the school choice for me is really powerful. I. If you don't know, in Arizona, you have so many options. You can go to the school district that you live in. Mm -hmm. You can also go to a charter school for free. And it's not like in a lot of places where you have just one charter school option. Like you can go to an art school. My Mm -hmm. kids go to a school that's like Waldorf, Reggio, Amelia, um, (laughs) traditional fusion. And so they have so many options here. And then if you want to go to private school, the state will actually give you Was it like $7,000 per child Uh to go to private school? Right. And if you have a business, you can write it off in your taxes and add that. So basically, a lot of people go to private school in Arizona for free.
0: We take that for granted here, for sure. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, I've lived all
1: over the United States, too. But all of my children were when I'm here. So I didn't Mm -hmm. even know. Any of that, I wouldn't have even thought to consider that that would be different somewhere else.
0: Was it hard for you to convince your family to move here? Were they
2: like totally on board? No, it was easy. My husband and I are pretty much, we're pretty radical people, I Mm -hmm. guess. We just constantly change. Nice. Nice. I think I don't know anyone I love that. that. We just celebrated. (laughs) We are so so the same. This one is like. (laughs) Off the charts. We
1: love change.
0: Let me just tell you, we're at lunch like on a Thursday or Friday, probably Friday at Rock Lobster. And all of a sudden they want to have, they want to build this club. And next week we go to, I go into the office and there's construction. Like they (laughs) they really love change. We said, (laughs) you know
1: what? We're going to change that front bar. It was before Thanksgiving, over Thanksgiving weekend. And everybody came back. It was a new bar.
2: It's crazy. I know. I love love it. it. But why not? Like, I think just action is the most important step that you can take in your life.
1: Let's talk about that. Yeah,
2: I love. Uh, Let's talk about that. that. I love that
1: you said that. I meant to say that in your introduction because Mm -hmm. that really caught my eye Mm -hmm. when you were talking about yourself on your questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And I think that is like the most succinct way that we can communicate success is action.
0: Just do to, it. Just do Nike it. He really had
1: it down when
2: I am like, yeah, <laughs>
1: there's something to that saying. <laughs> so what do you mean when you say that?
2: I would say, I guess when you're thinking about like for me, I've been, we've been married eight years now, we have three kids and we we're thinking about this dream of like, oh, you know, like how are we going to build this family that fits this you know, this picture that everybody has in their heads. And then we realize, hey, you know, like that's really not going to be our life. And do we even want it to? Because I think for us, because we weren't filthy rich and I had my baby and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to work. Mm -hmm. Like that's just not going to happen for me. That at the time was radical. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so um, just making the choices to do what you want and not thinking about, okay, but how am I going to fund my lifestyle if I'm not going to work mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay at home. And so from there, I just had to know that I'm going to stay strong in my idea of what I want for my life
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then just take action to fill in the pieces from there. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter your circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's really about faith mm-hmm. in my opinion as well. It is. Up, it is, well. It it. is. Um, Absolutely. That's I am a Christian woman. And so Same. I feel like if God gives you a Amen. vision, <laughs> like you don't have to see everything. All you have to do is just step out in the water yeah. and, You know, take that first step, and everything will fall into place. And I think that's how I really got into Airbnb, Mm -hmm. um, because we were just always go after what you want. Um, My husband wanted to coach at University of Cincinnati, and we just bought a house. Um, But then we were like, okay, perfect. This is the perfect house for Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And that's how we were able to, you know, fund the lifestyle of me not going back to work and being able to give my children. you know, what I didn't have. My mom was a very successful um, lawyer and she was, um, she's an amazing powerhouse of a woman. And her mother before that, she was a, um, my grandmother, she owned a trucking company and they instilled a lot into us. But I know that there's something special about having that time with your infant, like just Mm -hmm. you and your baby. And I wanted that. And so for me, it just wasn't an option. Yeah. That's the life that was going to build.
0: And so when you decided you were like, "Hey, I'm going to be an investor so that I don't have to go to the 9 to 5 and I'm able to spend time with my kids." When did you start kind of like ramping that up because now here you are 7 years later and you have establish- an established business and you have multiple properties. Like kind of take us through that journey.
2: I guess um I'm trying to think of how it would take you through it. <laughs> uh it's so funny like I guess I don't spend much time just looking back. It's always just like, okay, like, let's go. How do we get to the next Mm -hmm. level um, after we create anything? And so for me, it was just um, one day I felt like I looked back and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize what I had built. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at and I realized and I was just like praising God for it. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, like Lord for Mm -hmm helping me like get this far. I can't believe it. And then it was something like God telling me like, okay, like you've done this and now I want you to do this for other people. Mm -hmm. And so at that time my son was two and I had spent like, I basically fell off the face of the earth as soon as I had my other children and was just like dedicated mother, like they'd never been to preschool or anything up until they were six. And so for my son being two and me to feel like God was telling me to get into real estate, Mm -hmm. Was, it was radical. It was hard mm-hmm. yeah. for me to think of. But then at the same time, I felt this pull. And I started to think, okay, well, if I feel like God is leading me here, then I'm going to take the step. I'm just going to get my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went, got my license, and I knew that, I wanted to sell real estate, but I wanted to come at it from a different angle. Like I wanted to help people find freedom mm-hmm. through real estate. Mm-hmm. I didn't just want to be someone to show you the pretty house that you buy. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wanted to work with those customers, those um, clients who didn't know that it was a possibility for them. Or, you know, maybe they had a home, but they didn't know they could have two or three. Yep. Um, and so when I started, it was more just about digging deep, learning my clients, Getting a real connection with them and finding out how I can serve and help them advance. I love, I love that. that. Well, and I so many too. people
0: don't have like even a little bit of that when they get into real estate because they are just like, "Well, I like to look at houses." You
1: know oh my gosh! If I hear one more person <laughs> say, "Hey, why are we, why are you getting into real estate?" Because uh, someone told me I'd be a really great real estate agent. I really like HGTV. HGTV.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm like, well, I get, oh, that's great,
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> but why else? <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. we talk
0: to agents in school all the time mm. over the, I mean, thousands of agents over the years, and it is really common, and, and I'll tell you, seven years of talking to brand new agents, I have never heard anybody say what you just said. Like, yeah. they don't come into it with Usually that Usually, not
1: coming yeah. into it with that clear of that a focus. so clear, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean... I was like, I'm broke and I don't want to be. (laughs) That's that's why I got into real estate. I was was
2: like, my boss made me. (laughs) I I love it. I mean, it doesn't hurt if you have it on your vision. Like, I want to make $300,000. It's a great way to do it. Um, But yeah, I think that for me, it's just always about getting to know people, I love to, I'm not like really good at that like chit chatty conversation. Oh, I, I hate that, I those, do. Yes, <laughs> like I'm one of those people where I'm like, I wanna hit the nail on the head, hit you in the gut, figure out what you want and then help you go after yeah. it. And um, it's just been so exciting to see that my clients, like they're way better at Airbnb than I am. Like mm-hmm. I had um, a client and she made this Frito, Frida Kahlo, themed Airbnb. I don't know what that means. Uh Frida Kahlo, that artist? You've I never know. seen her? Um maybe. With I don't the know thick eyebrows. The thick eyebrows and the flowers on her head. Mm-mm. Oh oh yes, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't know the name. Okay. Yeah. Well she's an amazing artist, revolutionary woman, and there's a historic home um in Phoenix that I was able to find for them and it's bright yellow and there's just so much history and culture. It's so vibrant and she took it and made it a themed space oh how cool is that you would love that yeah I would and to me like that's just so beautiful to Uh be a part of the process where like you inspire others to go Mm -hmm. after what they want help them secure the property and then you get to see them do something like way more than
1: what you even imagine they could achieve Mm -hmm. that's really cool you know I think one of my favorite stories you would love because when my, my husband and I were selling full-time, we came across this home that came on the market the first day and our clients weren't interested <laughs> in it. But when we walked in, we noticed that everybody, there was like 15 people in the house and the, all their eyes were like this when we walked in. And so on the way out, Chuck said uh, to them, Hey, did you even know that this house went up for sale? Cause it was obvious they were renting. They had no, they didn't even know that somebody was coming over. There wasn't even a sign in the yard. They're like, we had no idea. We've been living here for 15 years and and this is our home. And Chuck said, Well, why don't you buy the house? And they're like, I don't think we can buy a house. (laughs) And we helped them buy that house. And do you know that the listing agent never even asked them, Are you interested in buying this house you've been living in for 15 years? And so they ended up buying the house, never thinking in a million years that they could buy a house. And they all like when we closed on the house, they were like, all down the driveway
0: waving <laughs> at How us. Lovely. I was like, "Oh my god." Oh my god. It
1: was so awesome. It's just like letting people know that there's possibility. Mm-hmm. And real estate is such a powerful way to do that mm-hmm. because real estate's so personal to people, mm-hmm. right? It's a home or whatever it is. And when you help them to realize they can make money with that, you know, or they can, you know, uh and and enhance their life
2: because of that. I and think it's And it's a fantastic. legacy. It goes on for generations. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the most beautiful thing about it is it's like if you teach them the value of that property, mm-hmm. it can be something that changed their children's lives and their grandchildren's lives and things like that forever.
1: I love this show because we get to talk to such a variety of women who have a totally different mindset about ma- mothering or you know careers or whatever, but it all comes down to, when, I'm, when we're speaking to someone as interesting as you, it comes down to um, revealing the passion in people, mm-hmm. and it becomes so obvious because that's how God has created us, to become passionate and to bless other people with the gifts that he's given us that gives us that passion. It's so obvious in you well, that that's you. how you conduct yourself. I love it.
2: Well, thank you. It's so funny. Cause like, I really set out to be in my mind. I was like, yes, like God told me to do this. So this means that I'm going to be serving first time home buyers. And by the way, right now I have a program. It will gift you all closing costs, all down payment, no PMI, a lower interest rate. If you've been renting and you haven't owned a home yet, they're basically giving you 100% financing on a home. So please reach out to me. But that was like my goal. And I spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time um, researching like mortgages and best options for people like that. But it's so funny. I feel like we always have one idea, but then God gives you something else. Because (laughs) Mm -hmm. when I looked back at my clients and who I actually have been serving, it's more so people who are on their third home or they're Mm -hmm. looking for an investment property or they're investors. So I think that like one of the things in life, it's like, yeah, you take action, you go after it, but then you also sit back and analyze and find out, okay, like what are other people's seeing in me that I'm not seeing. Mm
0: -hmm. You have to have that person and that's her for me. Mm -hmm. And I love doing that for other people. (laughs) Like you have to have those people.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really big part of like growing your real estate business Mm -hmm. and just in life in general. Well, it's also going back to the, um,
1: the comment that you made before about having faith and stepping out in faith. Mm -hmm. You know, God gives us vision and he gives us, uh, something in our hearts, but doesn't expect us to get it all right in our heads. He's like, you can try to figure it out, but just leave it open for my planning. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's where you found yourself. Right. You knew that God told you to do it. You thought it was going to be one way and, and he gave it to you another way, probably even better than you expected. Right. Yeah. Uh
0: One thing you said too, that, um, was kind of a aha moment for me recently was you're kind of just always going, going, going for the next. Right. And so I was reading this book, it's the gap and the gain. And it's like, really encouraging you to like realize what you did and like look back and reflect. And so I'm trying really hard, like when I get to a space, I'm like, okay, look how cool this is. Instead of always feeling like, oh, I've got to get more and more and more, do more and more and more. It's like, well, look how much you've done and then sit and enjoy it before you make that next goal. I think that's super important.
2: Right, I I forget that sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you pointed that out. But I think one thing that happened, like when I was first in real estate, I was basically attacked with just so much like struggle mentality. Um, Internally, you mean? Internally, and I was experiencing it externally, just Mm -hmm. as, I mean, I'm a black woman here. Mm -hmm. I moved here. It's not like I had a ton of connections or a network here, Mm -hmm. and I'm going out and starting a real estate business in a state where I think it's only like in Phoenix, it's like 6%. African-American wow. or something really? like yeah yeah and so for me like being a minority mm-hmm. and going out and finding a brokerage like my first one oh my gosh it was
0: a literally show?
2: a nightmare It, was, it was <laughs> like,
0: wasn't it Coldwell Banker
2: oh I don't want to name the name oh
0: just kidding um, <laughs> is it? But, does it
2: rhyme with Aldwell Banker
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> every
0: office is different yes every, every office, office is, is different,
2: different yes. but it was just very apparent that like I wasn't really welcome there. That's mm-hmm. like sucks. I was there. Worst feeling ever. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really welcome, yeah. and I had a couple moments where I started to like have that little pity party where I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Like this mm-hmm. isn't <laughs> one. doesn't suit you, Vanessa. It no, doesn't no. suit you. <laughs> <laughs> me for long." And I'm so <laughs> thankful that I went to this women in leadership um, conference and I heard Melanie Sanders speak. I think she's on your EXP team. Okay. Um, now and she just like it was one of those people where she talked and I was like wow she's intelligent like she gets it Mm -hmm. like it was so inspiring Mm -hmm. so I love to be around women who are just Mm -hmm. able to vocalize that because you never know like that moment listening to her it didn't solve all the like crazy obstacles that was going through Mm -hmm. but it did it gave me some fuel to get through and keep pushing Mm -hmm. and so I changed to another brokerage that that wasn't an issue anymore. Mm -hmm. And my business just took off from there. And then, you know, more crazy things happened to me, you know, like more struggle happened. But I think that I finally, from taking so much action, you finally get to the point where someone like takes a swing at you Mm And you're kind of just like, oh, awesome! Like yeah. doing something that was right. Fun. I must be do- doing something right if I'm getting this struggle. Like that means I'm on the right path. Yeah. And you give it literally like a two second pity mm-hmm. party, yep. and you move and along you into move the, the, the next word. thing. Yeah. That's exactly the right attitude. And mm-hmm. you said something
1: important that people forget: if you're going after something. It doesn't matter if it's worthwhile, if you're going after something, if you're taking action, struggle is part of the process. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's part of it. If you, if you want what's at the end of that, you have to want the struggle too because you cannot separate one from the other. It's no. impossible. It's even unreasonable to think that, that would be true.
2: You well, can't experience greatness without pain. Like definitely it's just, not.
1: And who would want to? To be honest with you, because no. how? Where does gratitude come from? And where does mm-hmm. you know, being having the thankfulness to God and and really giving Him praise is because you had to fight for it, you know. And He gave you the strength and the and the resilience to be able to get on the other side, which should spawn gratefulness, mm-hmm. is what exactly. it should do.
2: Oh my gosh! And I had that moment yesterday. Um, I met a woman, and she is just. So incredibly talented. She's an interior designer, and she's a single woman, and she's just out here kicking butt, um, doing really great in her career. And she wanted to um, get an investment property and add value to it. And so she, we finally found the perfect like nineteen. It was built in 1925, a beautiful historic home in Phoenix that she can add value to and really um, cash in on her investment after she does all this renovation and work. And it was this moment where I thought I was just so grateful. Like, how did I just help someone purchase something that was built in 1925 when the first black person to own a home in America was 1938? Mm -hmm. And that was like a big to-do at that time. And there was so much struggle with him, even after he had all the success and purchased this beautiful home with so much money, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, To be able to help someone... Do something like that in this country as a black woman—it just feels good.
0: Yeah, that must have been
2: super empowering. Well, you get for to be you. part of something great, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, yeah. that's that's and gratifying. Living my ancestors' wildest dreams. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's like, cool. Mm-hmm. They probably would have never imagined that they could be doing something like that. I think I, that now that period. you mentioned
1: that story about 1938, I th- I think I saw a movie about that, where he moved into an upper middle class neighborhood.
2: Yeah, it, it costs and a bunch of money. And the HOA like, basically was yes. like, kicking mm-hmm. them out. I think I, saw,
1: I think I saw a movie about that now, We've but i We've
0: also been to it. an event where somebody spoke a lot about the whole topic. It was really great. Oh, really?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're me. with me. <laughs> 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 but you know what you think about? It, it's really not that long ago. I was No, just it really is I'm like, that was not that long My ago. My
1: grandmother was born in 1920. She just recently died. And, and <laughs> I mean, that's not that far No, in yeah. the past. Crazy.
0: Right. So crazy. Well,
1: I'm going to tell you, you are absolutely delightful. Oh, thank you. And yes, we I, I'm love sure having, I know having
0: you in this seriously, room, getting to know you.
1: Yep, yep. And you're really pretty too.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a lot. lovely really from two supermodel <laughs> <laughs> successful women. Like I'm seriously honored to be here. You guys are so inspiring. and It's so amazing what you're doing. You can tell it's not just you know about you. It's about inspiring others. Absolutely. It's definitely not about us. It's definitely not about no. us. That would yeah. be
1: boring. <laughs> right. Are you gonna end like you normally end now? Wait, what, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, oh yeah. okay
0: so you them. you have to finish my sentence, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, bring, okay, so ready, uh, let's think of one. Being a strong woman means? Never backing down. Oh, I love Ooh, it. that was fast, nice. Being a working mom means? Ordering takeout. <laughs> I <laughs> like that. That
2: was so good.
0: Those well, are good. Well, we, you guys, we have um, our next Flourish event, Save the date. It's May 4th and 5th, and we are kind of changing it up. It's still two days, but it is going to be the best one yet. Absolutely. So make sure that if you want to check out Save the date, get your tickets. It's um, theflourishevent.com.
1: Yep, we hope to see you all there. And, Vanessa, thank you again. Thank God bless you. you, and have a wonderful day.